Yo, what's up, guys? It's Sammy Baker here with another podcast episode for all of you. Today, I'm welcoming Daryl Willard, U.S. Army veteran in Germany in Frankfurt in my place. And we'll have a blast with this podcast episode for sure. We'll definitely talk about motivation, gym advice, and everything you need to know to shift your mindset to another level. Welcome, Daryl. How are you doing today? Welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Nice. So uh, what, what's like uh, the starting point for you to give some motivation to my followers out there? Well, the big thing is you got to be asking yourself the right question. I mean, I've progressed quite a bit, as you've certainly seen, as have my Instagram followers that Daryl Dosekis have certainly seen. And the thing is that in order to motivate yourself, you got to be asking yourself the right questions to give yourself the right answers to push yourself farther forward. Like, when people have seen my progress, the first question I get asked by just about everybody is, what supplements do you take? Because they're always looking for the next magic pill, the easy way out. Honestly, supplements are the last resort when everything else is in place, like your diet and your training. What that all follows under is the real question you should be asking, which is, what habits do you have? Here's a recent example. The number one habit I have that has contributed to my progress is lifting in spite of how I feel. Now, I understand everyone has good days and bad days at the gym and in life. And that day was definitely the latter. It was a bad day. I don't know why, but since the start of the first rep, everything about me was convinced that I was unmotivated and want to go home. Now, often people say, oh, once you get into it, once you start lifting, then you're in the gym and you get into it. That didn't happen that day. No amount of pre-workout or caffeine could get me hyped up to lift. In the middle of the workout, in the end of the workout, I was still quite unmotivated and wanted to go home. When I was tempted to quit, though, I was reminded of a conversation that I'd had with one of my fitness bros. And what we had agreed on is that Even if it's just a session where you begrudgingly go through the motions, and even if you have over 30 workouts a year like that, it's still 30 more workouts you'd have versus if you'd stayed home. Now, at the end of the session, like I mentioned earlier, I was still pretty unenthused, but at least I did not give in to the excuses. Here's the thing. Lift anyway. Very simple, two-word motto you can tell yourself. Often I feel exhausted after work. I lift anyway. Often I'm just not in the mood. I lift anyway. Often the gym is just a source of boredom rather than escape or accomplishment. I lift anyway. Sometimes a personal issue is depressing or stressing the hell out of me. I lift anyway. Or recently, I was awake for about 40 hours and going through airline and travel hell with United Lufthansa to get out here to Germany. Sammy said we're going to the gym. You might notice the pattern there. I lifted anyway. So establish the habit of lifting anyway, and the gains will come faster than any magic pill or supplement. So that's kind of my thoughts on motivation and habits. Thank you for this, Daryl. Really appreciate it. And um, I can only tell you guys from my experience that it really works. If you kick yourself, if you kick your ass, if you go out there and lift anyways, no matter what, if you're feeling not well, if you're not having a good day, if you're tired after work, just lift anyways. Even if it's a bad workout, you'll get used to it. And um, as Daryl said, like 30 bad workouts a year 
are better than uh, 30 miss, missing workouts. Yeah, at the it's end still of the 30 year. workouts. It's still 30 workouts that you're going to get in and um, it will help you to make gains and also it will definitely help you to kind of shift your mindset to the next level and become more motivated when you're having a good day. Then you know, oh, I'm having a good day today, so I'm definitely going to kill it. It's One thing that will help out too is it not overwhelming yourself, bringing it down to baby steps. Because when you're unmotivated, the idea of going through an entire workout seems pretty daunting. Heck, if you want to get bigger in thought than that, if you're prepping for a contest, the whole idea of going through a bulking and then a cutting phase seems very daunting. But smaller things can seem daunting too if you're rather unmotivated. But if you break it down into babier steps, they seem a lot easier to accomplish. An example would be, on an unmotivated day, I force myself to go through the baby steps. Baby step number one, take my pre-workout. Now that I know I've spent $2.50 in my pre-workout, I don't want to waste my money, so I better go to the gym. So I force myself to get in the car, put the keys in, and drive myself to the gym. Well, crap. Now that I've driven 20 minutes to the gym, I don't want to waste the gas, so I better go in and start lifting. And my biggest accomplishment isn't to get through the whole workout. It's just to get to the next set. Okay. Well, I've done four sets of that exercise. I guess I can move on to the next one. And I guess I can move on to the next one. And I keep taking these baby steps. Next thing you know, I've gotten through the whole workout and climbed the whole staircase. I've gotten the whole workout done. Just because I was willing to force myself to do the small steps like taking pre-workout and then getting there in order to accomplish it. That's true, definitely. Uh, definitely some good advice for everyone who's struggling out there. Uh, but now let's talk about maybe some people who have achieved uh, some goals they wanted to achieve, but maybe have hit a plateau. What would you recommend to those people? To those who are going through a plateau, what I'd recommend is start writing some stuff down. Write down what is working for you and what is not working for you. Because there are clearly some things that have gotten you to where you are that have worked for you. But there are some things that are not. There really isn't much out there that's neutral. Something is either in your favor or it's not. And so if you're able to isolate the good and the bad, it makes it so you can do more of the good and less or none of the bad. And it also doesn't hurt to change things up. Always believe that there's something that you don't know. I mean, heck, I'm 33 years old. I've been in the fitness industry now since I was 15 years old and have multiple degrees and certifications. I always train with a coach. Why? Because I always believe that there's something out there that can get me better that I don't know. I'm always learning. People see the different things that I've done in life, the different careers I've had, the different countries I've traveled to, the different languages I speak, and they ask how or why. And it's pretty simple. I always keep learning. I believe if you're not growing, you're dying. And so if you've hit a plateau, find a way to get yourself to keep growing. Maybe it's a plateau for motivation, but what you're doing physically with diet and training is working. So find a way to get yourself remotivated. 
That might be in the form of getting a new workout partner that gets you more excited to go to the gym. Maybe finding somebody you're physically attracted to who you want to look good for. Maybe that gives you motivation. But whatever it is, find that way mentally. Now, if it's a physical training thing, maybe you've just done the same workout routine or training for way too long. Find another coach. Have them write a routine for you. It might go against everything that you've learned about training, but do the new routine anyway. Because at least what it'll do is it will change things up and give your body something new to recover from, new to build from, and new to look forward to. Or maybe it's a new diet. Maybe you've never tried a ketogenic diet before, but you've always wanted to. Maybe you've always wanted to try the Atkins diet. There are plenty of diets out there. But whatever it is that it takes to get yourself to be willing to follow it, that's what's important in busting through plateaus. And there are so many complicated theories when it comes to workout and diet and what's the right this and what's the wrong that and what's the right gym to go to. When as a trainer myself, I really simplify it. Some would call it oversimplification, but I keep it really simple. In my eyes, the best diet is the one you're willing to follow. That of course fits within the parameter that it's gonna get you closer to your goal. The best gym, the one you're willing to work out at. If your willingness to work out at it is based on proximity to your house, then yeah, pick the gym that's five minutes away instead of the one that's 30 minutes away that's going to give you the excuse that it's too far, so you're not going to go. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you don't like the gym that's close to your house because it doesn't have enough amenities, bells, and whistles. So get the nice gym membership, the one that's got the pool, the hot tub, the massage, and all that. But the best gym out there, the one you're willing to go to. And you can probably guess what my answer is, is the best workout routine to follow. The one you're willing to do. No need to overcomplicate things. You might see a workout routine that gets you really excited to go to the gym. Or you might see one that claims that it's more effective, but you dread doing it every time. If you're not willing to do it, though, that goes back to what I said earlier. You're more likely to sit on the couch rather than do it because you're dreading it. So, the best way to bust through plateaus, to summarize, figure out what you're doing that's working, what you're doing that's not, stop doing that's not working, do more of an add to what is working, and more importantly, make sure you're doing it. Definitely. I uh, agree with that, and um, I hope you guys also agree with it and maybe can try something uh, Daryl just stated about uh, the motivational part and uh, when you hit a plateau, what you can do to overcome it. So uh, Daryl, you just uh, previously talked about the motivational part regarding training and that you really have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Um, maybe to, to uh, feel more attracted to a person or you feel attracted to a person and want to be physically um, attractive to this person or maybe another motivational part. Um, What is your personal motivation? Why are you training and why are you helping other people? Can you give us an example? Well, I train for a number of reasons. Um, one of them is still being involved with the armed forces. I always have to be trained because they can be called out at any time. Um, secondly is, yeah, I do like to be attractive to the opposite sex. I mean, 
Granted, there's the whole political correctness we deal with in the United States of saying, oh, somebody should be attracted to you and love you just the way you are. But really, it's physical attraction that brings them to you in the first place. Let's just be honest about that. That's true. <laughs> we'll call it like it is. And third, I like living. And so by being healthier, certainly helps you to live longer. And uh, I can say I also like the fitness industry and I like the people in it. So it gives me a lot of cool connections, a lot of cool friends, a lot of people to relate to. I mean, don't get me wrong, competition can be fierce and rather cutthroat at times, but really, we're all on the same team, and so I like associating with people in the fitness industry. And granted, it's a little bit tougher to associate with people in a field if you're not in that field yourself. So, if I was in the fitness industry, but I didn't look like I've ever touched a weight in my life, a little bit tougher to get into that circle. Yeah, that's true for sure. Um... Now, as to why I like training other people, I mean, it really comes down to the fact that I've had a lot of good mentors in my life that have trained me, and so I like to help people out and kind of extend the same to them. And so I like to combine what I know about being motivated myself to help motivate other people, and then combine that with the formal education, the technical knowledge to help them get there. And I'm 33 now, like I mentioned earlier, and in my 20s, like many in their 20s, I won't say I was too unique, is all about saying, hey world, look at me, look what I can do. In my 30s though, and especially as a trainer and as a massage therapist, it's less about, hey, look at me and look what I can do, and more about, hey, look at you and look at what you can do. That's very deep, very deep. Um, some, some inspiration going on here, I can feel it for sure. Um, now to, to come to an end and to, to, give, uh, the, to give you guys uh, kind of the idea of how you can work out properly and um, how you can design your program and to get some rumors out of the way. Um, Daryl, we, we recently talked about it and you told me that working out 10 times a week as a natural athlete is much more effective than working out five times with splitting each muscle group on each day. Can you uh, explain it to the people? Absolutely not. Just kidding. <laughs> well, this comes down to is a lot of science. Now, there is a little bit of debate on this, but the general scientific consensus is that to oversimplify how muscle grows is you create a microtrauma to the muscle by lifting, creates a testosterone response to the muscle fibers to increase in size and repair themselves to be larger, adapting to the situation so that that same weight will not create that same amount of microtrauma to them again. They're essentially protecting themselves, causing them to grow larger. Now I understand for all my medical doctors out there, that is an oversimplification of the process. However, for all intents and purposes, it'll work for this example. Now, among the medical community, they say that the recovery time that a muscle actually rebuilds itself following that microtrauma is a maximum of 48 to 72 hours. In other words, two to three days. 
So where that leaves us is that a muscle is growing for a maximum of three days after you've created the lift. That in lies the importance of training each muscle group twice a week, as opposed to your typical bro splits that you read about, especially in magazines like Iron Man and Flex. Now granted, they have some great information, but the biggest problem I see and the biggest issue and hurdle that I have overcoming with new training clients is that they want to do what's called a bro split, which is dividing the body into exact different muscle groups. And a bro split is fine. I follow one myself. Problem is, it usually involves training everything just once a week. They'll hit, everybody knows, they don't want to hit a barbell bench on Mondays because everybody does chest Mondays. And then it's usually followed by back Tuesdays. And then where they go from there depends on their split. Training chest on Mondays is fine. The problem is, based on what we know, the chest has stopped growing by Thursday. So that makes it so all of Thursday, all of Friday, all of Saturday, and all of Sunday, your chest isn't growing. It's remaining stagnant until you hit it again on Monday. So what's happening is over half the week, your chest is not growing. Same thing goes for anything else that you only hit once a week. So there are many different weightlifting routines out there. There's one like Sammy follows, which is a push-pull split. You're, you have your pushing movements, which is chest, shoulders, and triceps on one day. You have your pull, which is essentially your back and your bicep movements, and then you follow it with legs, and then you repeat the process. That works. I follow a five-day bro split. Chest, back, shoulders, legs, arms. That works too. While they're completely different, the important thing is though, is that both types hit the muscle groups twice a week. Now the way I'm able to do it with a bro split is that there are some days that I hit it twice a day. I have five workouts. I don't call them five lifting days. I don't call it chest day or back day. I call it chest workout or back workout. That's important because those five workouts I still accomplish twice a week. I might have a Monday where I'll do chest in the morning and back at night. And then I might follow it up with Tuesday where I'll do shoulders in the morning and then I'll do legs at night. And then maybe Wednesday I have to work a 24-hour shift so I might not lift at all. But Thursday I'm going to make up for that by hitting two workouts that day. Or I might have a week where I want the weekend to be completely gym free. So I'll do two a days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's fine. The most important thing is no matter what you're doing, make sure to hit every muscle group twice a week. Now, if you don't have the time to be able to do 10 workouts a week, I've still seen success from clients that come to me saying, hey, I only have time to work out twice a week. You can actually get results from that, believe it or not. What do I have them do? A full body workout twice a week because they're still hitting their chest like once on a Tuesday and once on a Friday. Now granted, they're not going to be able to hit it with the volume as somebody who's following a split like Sammy or I follow, 
However, they're creating that protein response to stimulate new muscle growth twice a week. And I believe, generally speaking, granted, I understand there are exceptions to every rule, that they're going to have more progress than somebody who's hitting everything once a week. Now, if you're asking, so why do these guys get huge? Because that are hitting everything just once a week. Simple answer, got no problem saying it, is they're using exogenous substances, anabolic steroids. Why? The hormone that is responsible for stimulating muscle groups and growth is testosterone. By having testosterone constantly flowing through their bodies, it puts their muscles in a constant state of growth no matter how many times a week they hit that muscle group. So, their muscle growth doesn't stop after those two to three days like a natural athlete does. That is the simple reason why. All right, Daryl, thank you very much for the a very detailed explanation and for giving out so many uh, tips to the people out there. Um, to you listening to this podcast, um, we'll definitely going to go into detail about um, steroids and the side effects, also the effects in the next episode. But for that, thank you for listening uh, to this episode. Make sure to subscribe um, to my channel. And I think Daryl has one more important thing to uh, say, to tell you. One thing I'll add to is that one of the biggest reasons a lot of new clients will say they have wanted to lift for a long time, but they just haven't gotten there is because they felt lost when they go to the gym or they felt a little bit intimidated by the people that were bigger than they were. So my best advice to anyone, whether it's me, whether it's Sammy or whether it's somebody else, I'm not going to be biased with this at all, but get yourself a good coach. A coach is going to do a few things for you. Number one, they're going to give you an exact routine to follow. So you have the confidence when you go in the gym of exactly what you're going to do. You're not going to have to wonder what to do next or what weight to do because you already have it either printed out or on your phone exactly what you need to accomplish that day in the gym and how you're going to do it. So get a coach. That'll give you an exact thing to follow. It'll also give you that accountability because it's easy to let yourself skip. Stuff gets in the way. Kids got to be taken to school. You get homework that has to be done. Stuff gets in the way. It's easy to let yourself down. It is a lot tougher to let somebody else down. If you got somebody breathing down your neck, like me or Sammy, that's going to ask you to send us pictures and it's going to ask you, how did you follow your routine this week? How did you follow your diet this week? So a coach can provide you with the knowledge of what needs to be done along with the accountability to do it. So if you're ever feeling lost or it's something that you wanted to get into but you weren't sure how, Instead of just sitting around wondering how, or the other side of it is going on big fitness websites and getting lost in the plethora of information out there. We call that analysis paralysis because you have so much information, you're not sure where to start. Find a good coach that's going to tell you where to start and it's going to tell you how to get there.